Life's a Mitch. Hey, hey everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Life's a Mitch. Sorry it's been a while. I've had the darn uh, coronavirus, that old uh, dirty chesty cough as it is. So if I do sound a little bit sexier tonight, all the ladies out there, I am still single. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh gosh, you can probably see why I'm single with shit like that. <laughs> on this week's episode, um, talking to an Aussie comedian who I met through the group this week in league if you cast your minds back oh gosh be four or five months now i spoke to one of the the hosts glenn blakely otherwise known as real dad or otherwise known as a raging dickhead and um some of the alumni from that group have come on this podcast like sammy sammy and he was a award-winning sound engineer and mike stevenson fellow podcaster just to name a few and on this week's episode i got one of the funniest gentlemen in the group he's an australian comedian He's an absolute legend and handsome to boot. I would love to introduce Mr. Tim McIntyre. How are you, sir? I'm very well. Thank you very much for that compliment. I've got half a chub now. <laughs> you keep going. I'll get full chub. And holy crap. Oh, wow. There'll be, no, be no putting out this fire, I can assure you. Wow. So, folks, no, I'll be back so in 30... much going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in 37 seconds. Oh, the, the well, end... I'm going twice, am I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You're a compliment and a half. You are. What's going on? Where do we find you today and how's the year treating you so far? Yeah, the year's actually treating me pretty well at the moment. Uh, It's only April, but no, it started off slow, but starting to get there, which is good. Thank you. How about yourself? How's the Uh, year treating you? Yeah, well, it's been a big year. um, I've moved to Orange from Newcastle, started a new job. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been talking to some interesting people out here and actually still in the process of hearing back from a commercial uh, radio gig. I tried for a commercial station in Bathurst, so we'll see how that goes. And if successful, yeah, I'll crossed. be in the entertainment industry. So that's how I'm going. Oh, my, anyone with a Twitter account has uh, they're in the entertainment gigs now, <laughs> or, or a TikTok. <laughs> I have one. I have both of those, and I am terrible at both. I did have one of my one of my talks had six thousand views. Either that's oh, sem- wow. oh that's semi funny, or people are very good at feeling sorry for me. Either way, we're just going to soar on through. That sounds perfect. You're ahead of me by 6,000. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, this is low hanging fruit if I've ever heard. <laughs> Stop it. So, okay. Well, thought today, as always, we, we get the guest on, we share some amazing stories and I'd like to hear about your rise to prominence in the art of, the, of comedy and your roots and how you got started and, um, yeah. And all that sort of thing. But first, uh, the old uh, icebreaking tool I like to use here on this little podcast. Uh, this section's about having a good old whinge wine sook. And Tim, I was wondering, would you like to join me in having a bitchy with Mitchy this week? Absolutely. So Let's bitch with Mitch. So generally, everyone knows by now that it's a topic that's ailing us and I always offer the guests the chance to go first. Would you like to go first or would you like me to? Or... I'll let you go first. You're the host and I'll finish second as always. There you go. You see? That is why he has someone lovely in his life and I'm swiping like a dickhead. <laughs> How do you think I met up? I swiping. Oh, oh, mate. I can't wait to get out of this seven-day lockdown because after I'm done, I'm getting super likes back. Fair income. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm telling you, this, this uh, seven-year relationship is the longest one-night stand ever. Lucky seven. Yeah, lucky seven. There you go. Um, so my bitch is actually having the coronavirus. So like... Shocker. <laughs> so this week if i'm short of breath i do apologize um i'm just masturbating hard this, this oh no wonder why it's hot. is your is your screen steaming up right now Oof. it is actually it is <laughs> stop it that's on my end though <laughs> so um 
Yeah. So this week I went to work on the Thursday, Friday, feeling fine. Woke up Saturday morning and just absolutely short of breath. I had a mad head cold and I didn't feel good. So I rang into work and I said, look, I probably should go do a test. And like, of course, let us know how you go. Went to chemist, got some rat tests, of course, or someone went in for me actually. And sure enough, I got the old spicy cough come up positive. So I let everyone know. And then New South Wales Health was like within a few hours, you have to stay there until you, after your seventh day, test negative and you be be able to go out. And as of next Saturday, so Easter Saturday, I'm free technically. And um, it's been, it's been like, both good and bad it's been good to sort of like have some time to myself and stuff but everything if it if everyone's had a different sort of reaction but i've just been a shorter breath a bit so things like when you're having a poo and you and you start sweating more than usually do like that's when you go on this damn coronavirus and stuff and um oh man if that's the case i've had coronavirus every sunday morning <laughs> <Fucking> hell. <laughs> those saturday night beers just chumming through me um but no it's i just midnight kebab <laughs> Nothing like a late night lamb sandwich. Um, But yeah, like, I don't know. It's just that those uh, everyday things like, you know, even ordering menu log on the phone has made me sweat a little bit more. (laughs) Oh, mate. Oh, I'd have to agree with you. These menu log, you're like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And you look at the menu, like, I'm not paying for that. I don't care (laughs) how smash I am. It's not worth it. Nah, so it's, um, it's been fun and i probably still sound a little bit blocked up but i'm feeling heaps better than what i have been um yeah it's now day five of lockdown so anyways pairing through but my bitch for the week is actually having this damn pesky virus what about yourself oh geez um my bitch for the moment is not having a bitching moment i'm sorry bitch. <laughs> i'm just a fucking <laughs> idiot who, who can't come up with a with a concept for a podcast there you go my bitch of the week is me <laughs> I think that's the first time that anyone's ever bitched at themselves. Well, I like it. Oh, I I've, I've, heard, I've, heard you, I've heard a few of the episodes, so yeah, they should have. <laughs> <laughs> another another section is, how can I fix my own life this week? <laughs> where, where do I start? <laughs> oh, probably, I, probably have, you know, like you, have a few days to yourself just to recharge your batteries, but there's no, there's no sleep for, for me. I'm always busy. Oh, it's it can be a good and a bad thing. I, I know some friends out here who um, like are just constantly on the go, whether it's with young kids or extracurricular activity they can't get out of or whatever. And you look at some people and just go, fuck, how do you have all the hours in the day to, to cram that stuff in? So to everyone out there who's like powering through life and, you know, doing seemingly good things, power to you all, but don't forget to stop and rest and, and have a good old time. Mm. Like, uh, like Glennie, we mentioned before, like, his time in the mining industry, absolutely killing it. Um, supplying yeah. everyone from the cleaners all the way to the digger operators and so on. Like, um, you know, it's, it's incredible. Is he a digger? Is he? Oh, there you go. He's never mentioned it. I don't know. <laughs> I just, okay. It's kind of like um, the concept of what is a superhero? Is it someone who is selfless? Is it someone who can do everything? I don't know. Just they're just there and he's doing his thing. I'm, I'm no Superman. I think, I think that was a theme song to a, a great hit TV show. Yes, we always love the uh, the greatest show on earth, the old uh, Scrubs. Or And shout-outs to the Fake Doctors Real Friends community. And, yeah, uh, I'm sure, they're, they're so good. And Jay absolutely hates that show, so I don't know if he'll... Yeah, he'll he might listen to community. So. Community, I love the football community too, the TV show. Yeah. But the community that at large is fantastic. He might listen if you're involved. I don't know, but uh, shout-outs to the... This week in league, fellas, um, been entertaining me. Yeah. All, for all, except for, all except for Andy Valente. 
<laughs> Actually, I got told a little fun fact today off one of your mates in that group. So Mikey Stevens. Uh, oh, shout geez. out to you, Mikey. I, I was talking yeah. to him before. I said I was you were coming up and he said, Stolzy, sorry. And uh, he's he's been on this show as well. So if anyone wants to hear a good chat, go back and listen to that. And he said you're a ball boy. Uh, can you confirm or deny this? I was a ball boy once at, at 26, which is a bit old. <laughs> that reminds me of like oh. um, of the water boy when he calls him can, <laughs> Captain Insane or whatever his name is. He's like, can I be your water boy? He's like, how old are you? I, I'm 36 years old. <laughs> quality hitch to rule. <laughs> that's, so, that's, that, that actually a movie is uh, based on a true story, which is me. So. Yeah, nice. Oh, I'm a I'm a trainer out of the Mounties Rugby League Football Club. The Mounties, the Mounties in Sydney. Yes, they are. They're in Western Sydney. They are. They were a feeder club for Canberra Raiders for so many years. That's how Solzy knew that I was a trainer. Uh, and now we're associated with the Bulldogs. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, there you go. And who is your current or who's your team that you follow? The Bulldogs. Uh the 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 Royal Massey Cup. Okay, cool. Which is which is about third grade. When you yep. think about it. Do you have a first grade team as well, or? Uh, New South Wales Cup, which is reserve grade, and then goes into the Bulldogs first grade. Oh, sorry, I meant like your team. Like, do you have a like a personal favourite team in the NRL currently? Or? Oh yeah, uh, this year it's the Eels, and next year it'll be the Redcliffe Dolphins. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh well, I was born in Redcliffe, so I'm going well, home. That makes sense. I'm a I'm a Sharkies man. I met David Peachy as a kid. He's from Dubbo. I was from oh. Dubbo, and sort of just made sense. One of the sweetest humans I've ever met. I met him once. For you. I met him, met him once as an adult and a friend of mine and I were out at Panthers Leagues Club in Port Macquarie and he mm-hmm. just happened to be up there and I said, can I buy a beer? He sat down for about 45 minutes. We just chatted about footy and would love Jeez. to get him on the podcast, but I had no idea how to contact him. Eh? So, <laughs> I'm sure there's a will, there's a way with teaching. So. We'll see how it goes. We'll, anyway. We'll, yeah. But anyways, like, so today I want to hear the story of your rise to prominence, as it were. What a segue. It's about as smooth as my head. Fuck me dead. <laughs> so just curious so you were a, you're a yep. comedian yes uh yeah yeah i would say that i'm more of more of an uh idiot on stage isn't that what all of them are but i i, I am class as a comedian yeah sweet so first things first like i want to hear... i'm still doing the apprenticeship for to be known as a comedian okay well how does how does one get started as a, an apprentice comedian and how did you get started as well like where was your when did you discover or when did you first have the inclination that you wanted to do this for a living? Um, from from friends when they just get saying I'm funny, like you're really funny, you should do it, you should do it. And I, I did it one night out at Paramount. It was an open mic night called uh, Crown Comedy, and I, I did a, did my hacky five minutes, which is just awful now looking back at it. And I had I had people in the crowd laughing. I'm like, oh, this this must be good. And then every person in the crowd got up and did five minutes, and I'm like, oh. This is a room full of comedians, and I'm just like, oh no. And after after the show, they were like, no, you were really funny. You should come back next week, and we can work out material. So I became friends with a lot of uh, comics in, in Western Sydney, and, and they gave gave me advice, and courage to keep going and pursuing. So um, after so many weeks of doing one room, I started to do other rooms in Sydney, which was which was great. Met a lot more comics and, and friends for, through the comedy scene. Um, then, and then that was all right for, for a while for doing it in Sydney. And then I got hit up on Instagram by uh, a school of um, school of hard knocks is what the knock knocks. Uh, they were, they were a um, comedy teaching 
school thing. They were teaching comics how to do, or teaching new people to be comics. They're like, oh, so you, you're a comedian, like you, you do comedy, you have been for a couple of years now. How would you like to learn it from a different angle? And I was like, fuck, all right, that actually sounds pretty cool. So I flew to Melbourne, did the course with them, and I met um, Chris Franklin from Bloke, the song Bloke. He's a very, he's a stand-up new age guy. He's a chauvinist. Does he live on beer and pies? <laughs> That's that's him. That's spot on. <laughs> so I, I met Chris Franklin, and we got along very well. And uh, Jeff Green, who who's wonderful, wonderful comedian. Um, so they were teaching us how to do it and what to expect. And and so I did learn it from a different different view, which which I realised there is a difference between being funny and doing stand up comedy because you get the you get the people like oh I'm fine and then they do it and it's just crickets on stage. Yeah. So a lot of inside jokes and you're like, oh, come on, guys. You know, people are paying money to watch you and you just deliver rubbish sometimes. But I'm not saying every, like, everybody's funny, but not everybody's a comedian. That's true. You know That's what I mean? True. Yeah. Well, I, I had the, sorry. You go. I'll, I'll tell you a story in a minute. No, I, I, had, I, had, I had the same chat with uh, Jamie Soward. As in the current I, NRL I W coach of the Dragons, former NRL player. Yep. Yeah, former. Yeah, Uh I did a, a live show for um, Full Credit to the Boys Rugby League podcast. They're hilarious. <laughs> they are They are one of the best. And they were like, oh, no, you're, you're a comedian. Do you want to do it? I'm like, yeah, I've been pissing here for weeks to do it. So, yeah, let's do it. So I go on and no one mentioned that I was going to be on. They're like, oh, who's ready for the live show with Craig Gow and Jamie Sauer and us? The crowd's gone mental. They go, all righty. So first up, put your hands together for Tim McIntyre. And I had like four claps. And I think Who's they were that? Easy too. <laughs> you brought a comedian, you're a hack. And I just fucking bombed, just ate dick straight on stage. And I was just like, fuck. It was one of those one of those gigs that I still have nightmares on. Well, that's every comedian has to go through that. I mean, I've oh yeah, absolutely. I've that's had um, I've had like uh, comedians on the show before, like like Matt O'Kine, um, Alex yeah. Dyson, to name a couple, and. Yeah. You know, like Matt was saying that, you know, you have to have those moments to learn from them. Like, do you remember a few years ago, a long time ago now, there was a, a live footy show and there was a guy who absolutely... Craig McLaughlin. There it is. And he absolutely meatloafed it. Like, ab, like yep. just heckled from the one person from the crowd is all it took to heckle him. Then he went to butter. Melted or... He went to butter. Melted right on stage. That's what I meant by that. Yep. That was a terrible metaphor. But anyways, we're going to move on. <laughs> But like, right. just so, like Craig, just own it. Oh, just own it like a, oh. like a French toast. I don't know. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but I've 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 had a crack at some open mic nights. So I did a I did one, yeah. uh, the back end of 2020 uh, in Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, sorry, 2019, just before lockdown, and um, had a crack. I had a, there was about 25 people in the room. I reckon 23 laughed. Two called me a dickhead. They were my friends. But like, yeah. it was fun. Like that live atmosphere gives me gives me energy is it the same for you like do you enjoy the idea of okay the limelight's on me i'm going to make people laugh 100 and and that's what i do do now like i just crave attention you know being the middle child everyone does it but um i was the youngest yeah, no, and I, still I crave it i love it <laughs> uh, no I, I actually enjoy it like i enjoy the the fear before going on stage i shit myself like <laughs> that, you know if you're nervous for something it means you care about it so when I still have that nerve, 
I'm like, I'm sweet. I'm still want to do it. I still want to get these people to laugh. I still need the reaction from from the crowd, from random people who I'll never see again. So we'll, we'll, that that's 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 for me though. Yeah, no, fair enough. Like, and it's good to hear that you still have that passion. So how many years now has it been? Uh seven years today. Seven years. So the, uh, the relationship, as long as you and Holly, and the relationship with comedy. So you're seeing two two things at once. How good, and you still got them both going. <laughs> Yeah, both both my mistress. <laughs> <laughs> I um okay. Can I share a story with you that I told on this night? I don't know if it's going to get any laughs because it's it's happened years ago. But um, yeah. so there was a there's a little service station in Curry Curry. It's a little Caltex. And um, this one day I went in to pay for my fuel. I used pump number two, and I went in to pay for it. And in front of me is this little old lady, and she's pretty pretty like cranky and, and shit whatever. And she says to the attendant, "Excuse me, can you tell me where the fucking toilet is?" And the attendant's like sort of shocked. He's like, oh, sure. It's just over there near the entrance. You had to walk past it. So she's walked off with the shits. Like, hmm. like hump, like hump, like went hump and walked off. So I had to walk yeah. past this woman to get to this guy. And he instinctively says the number of the pump out loud to whoever approaches him. So he yeah. innocently looks at me and just goes, number two. <laughs> and she's still an earshot. And she turns around and goes, no, as a matter of fact, you fucking pervert. It's a number one. What's it to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, I told this. That actually happened? That is, is that 110%. Just... Every story that I've told on stage has happened to me in real life. I have Crohn's. I've shit myself more times than I'd like to admit. Yeah. Uh, so there's stories well. in there about that too. But like, it was just, and that made people laugh. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to tell self-deprecating stories and shit I was there for. And I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'd rather, this is more my thing. I'd rather, like, if it comes up in conversation, just tell a story then. Like, I'm not a, I'll do an, I will try another live show again to see if I, I can still do it. But, um, yeah. Don't know, like I found it fun, but and I do love the intention. And from that, I've ended up professionally emceeing weddings. I've done about nine weddings since then, too. Oh, oh wow. sorry, just before then, I've done two since COVID's been, but yeah, I don't know. I just That's I love, so impressive. I love the live atmosphere, I love you know, entertaining. So, after, yeah, after you, thank you, sir. After you met Mr. Franklin and Mr. Green, was it? Yeah, um, yeah, Jeff Green and Chris Franklin. So, after that. What happened then? Like, did you start doing more shows? Like, obviously, you've learned more pr- from the gentlemen yeah, themselves. And so, I did. I, what, um, what was next after that? After that, I uh, flew to America with, with uh, my partner just for a holiday. And I was like, oh, there's a few comedians who I know on Facebook. I'll hit them up and became friendly with, with a few of them. And one of them goes, oh, you know, you're in, you're in LA. So why don't you just try an open mic in uh, the Laugh Factory? I was like, hell yeah, this is awesome. This is a massive bucket list for me. So I, I end up getting very lucky. Yeah. Because I, I had to follow uh, Michael Richards. Um, that, that joke just bombed. <laughs> I don't know Michael Richards. <laughs> Kramer from Seinfeld. Oh, I know Kramer. Yeah, I didn't know his name was Michael Richards. See, the joke's Michael. on me. <laughs> no, no. Somebody out there was like, oh, my God, I remember that video where he just was very racist and kept calling the crowd the N-word. I'll find the link oh, and put it in the bio underneath. Maybe. That's what I want to be known as, the racist comedian. <laughs> <laughs> the racist guest. <laughs> so you, uh, went up, you went up after Kramer, did no, you? No, no, I, I, no. No, no, no. I, I did it with um with a few open micers in, in, in Hollywood. And I was like, this is this is a real special moment because not many people in, in Sydney or Western Sydney would be like, hey, I did comedy at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood like that is a massive achievement and then I um end up going back to sorry I end up going to um 
Las Vegas and did a gig at a at a dive bar. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so I was I was like, this is awesome, and they're like, oh my god, are you really an Australian? So I took that with me because my material was all about Nikki Webster, and they had no clue who she was. <laughs> this is the world famous connection between yourself and your so called cousin Nikki Webster. <laughs> no, that that story has changed so many times. Eh? They're like, hey, what's your obsession with Nikki Webster? And I'm like, oh, she's my cousin. I'm like, oh, okay, and then. Oh, no, no. Oh, I hooked up with her one night in a nightclub. Oh, okay. <laughs> but my favorite one is, my favorite one is like, what's your obsession with Nikki Webster? I'm like, oh, she popped my cherry. And everyone's like, oh, I believe that. So like, that's the story I go with it. Oh, no, she popped was, my cherry. Uh, there were strawberry kisses in every every location. How good. <laughs> oh, mate, it was so good. She is I actually good met Nikki Webster. Yeah, she's a, she's a terrific looking lass, I must admit. Everyone hates her. I'm like, yeah. like I, I did the joke on stage and everyone's like, oh, geez, she's 12. I'm like, she's the same age as me. We both grew up. We don't have the Peter Pan you know, syndrome where you just stay young forever, which would be ideal. <laughs> did it land? Did it ultimately land though? Well, Nikki and I, I wish. No, no, oh. the jokes. <laughs> oh, the jokes, yeah. Yeah, jokes are right. <laughs> I just, I'm dreaming of strawberry kisses right now. My Lord. Oof. Stop oh, it. Sydney 2000, young Mitch was like, oh, who is this lass? I was about 10 yeah. at the time when when she performed that. So, yeah, I think, I think I was about 12. And I was just like, I'm understanding my own body now. Thank you. <laughs> no. I actually um, met her. She's actually a sweetheart, man. Like, she? She's so cool. Yeah. I had a sign a big poster for me because I sat down and wrote, um, I wrote something like you can't spoil lovable and she signed it. Love Nikki to Tim. It had glitter. It was so it was so so pansy and it, it worked perfect. <laughs> I hope that is now hung up in the most lookable it's, spot in your house. Oh I, Holly's actually taking it down, but it's actually in a frame. So I'm <laughs> keeping that. So that was pretty cool. Does Holly look at it and just cringe? <laughs> she does sometimes. I'll, I'll give her credit. No, no, she she actually gets the jokes. So which is always good because you know someone who just disapproves yeah. on, on everything, but she 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 gets it because she knows where it's coming from. So this is Tim being a dickhead trying to get a laugh. <laughs> well, laugh successful. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and moving on. So actually, one thing I wanted to talk to you about as well is we'll continue on with the timeline shortly. But yeah. you know, with COVID. Um, as an entertainer, what are some of the biggest detrimental things that you've seen happen? Because the arts copped absolute uh, reaming from, uh, you know, obviously the, the stupid virus, like you couldn't go to gigs, you couldn't um, support yourself if that was your primary income and all that sort of thing. So for you personally, yeah. what are some of the negative impacts you've seen firsthand and what, what's some of the worst things to come out of the coronavirus in the arts, in your opinion? Well, in my opinion, it was um, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival a couple of years ago. Um, they, you pay for a venue, you pay for the license, so you get, you pay for insurance, you do everything to make sure the shows run right under their banner. And when COVID happened, they put the entire country in lockdown. They were like, no, nah, we're not giving you money back. And everyone's just like, what? But they, they end up folding and, and told everyone that all their money will be reimbursed, which is good. But that, that was probably the hardest thing for me to, to witness because I've done the comedy festival and I've, been out of pocket doing it, but saying that, I do it again. I'm a corporate sellout. <laughs> oh, me too. If they wanted to, if anyone said to me, "Hey, would you like to entertain in any way, shape, or form?" I'd be like, yeah. "I wouldn't care. I'd be easier than two minute yeah. noodles straight there." <laughs> <laughs> 
followed by the likes of the Mitch. Mitch's very own OnlyFans. Well, <laughs> I tell you what, it is the loneliest OnlyFans you will ever see. I, I do a heap. Oh, I, I, I do a heap of those six-second Vine videos. Just wind yeah. up and the put down the Mitch Kelly story. <laughs> <laughs> Six seconds, Jesus. That's that's five seconds of getting my pants off, and the rest is climaxing. So you do what you can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a lonely, a lonely tear. A lonely tear. Credits. <laughs> They're just black and white, thin. Yeah. <laughs> Can't even oh, finish it. Oh, I. Anyways, that's uh, my lonely life in six seconds. Brought to you by Mitch Kelly Productions. How good! <laughs> it's Mitch like, Kelly Productions. Oh, there's a. Oh, I love uh, it. I can't see my name my name going up in lights anytime soon, but you never know. So what? No, you never know, and you could always go for it. You know, I, I would love to have my name up in lights, and you know that's the goal we all chase. I'd like to be a. My long term goal is to, um, get into broadcasting full time. That'd be great. You know, like yeah. not shock jock levels, but I like the money of Sander Lands. Oh, It'd be amazing. I would love to be a shock jock. I think that'd be the best job. But when you like the old like American Rosso and and uh, Hamish and Andy and uh, Matt O'Quinn's Triple J, that they they were great. I'd yeah. love to do morning radio. Yeah, see so that that'd, that'd be, be the pinnacle. That'd be like one of my uh, highlights as well. So whilst you know you're going along, who has been? Who have been some? Influences for you, both personally and professionally, going forward in comedy. Do you think uh, Jim Norton? You heard of Jim Norton? Uh, no, no, okay. not not Jim. Uh, <laughs> no, Jim Norton, Eddie Eft. Have you heard of Eddie Eft? Yeah, yeah. Jim Jeffries. They, they've all Jim Jeffries. Oh, Jim Jeffries has gone from strength to strength. He has. And it took him a while to get there too. Mm. But credit to him to hold on as long as he can. Yeah, all well, that. If anyone out there wants to see some absolute top-notch comedy. Wingo is one of his first uh, Netflix specials. He does a, a skit on US gun control. Yeah, and freedom. It is fucking hilarious. And he also does a skit on being lactose intolerant, taking his wife home from dinner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, just no shame and absolutely not afraid to call a spade a spade. So, yeah, like... Oh, I get- mate, you should, you should see his early materials, like uh, Culture Band, Swear to God, Alcoholic Cost. They are just the best of Jim Jeffries right there. Are they on DVD? He didn't somewhere? have anything to lose, and then he was ready to rock and roll. Yeah, I'm sure they might be on the internet out there somewhere. I'm gonna have to do some deep diving after this. Oh mate, they are so good. So there is, what, it was like ten years ago. His early stuff, so it was like yeah. really raw, uh, raw Jim Jeffries. We did a, in my uh, opinion, is is his best work. Yeah, nice. I did a. Um, we were in uh, Edinburgh. I was when I, I lived when I lived in England for a while in 2015 and 16, and mm-hmm. we just happened to be at Edinburgh for the Fringe Festival. And yep. we went, me and some friends from the Top Deck tour we were on, uh, went into a bar, and uh, there was it was an open mic night. So they're like, "Get up there, you're funny." So myself and maybe three other people from the crowd just told some stories and whatever. And I just tell stories about. I'm shooting so my- jealous of that. Oh yeah. I'd love to do the Edinburgh Fringe Fest. Just even, even like as you did, just one open mic, just one story, just whatever. I'd be happy with three minutes on stage, all the way in Edinburgh. Yeah, well, you can so travel. I'm quite now, jealous so. of this. Don't be. It's yeah, it's, it's all good. Um, and so one, some of the headliners there were um, oh, a couple. There's an Irish comedian. I can't think of his name. Peter Hellier was there, and so was yeah. um, was it Jason Byrne, the Irish comedian? He just yeah. yelled. He just yells a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's and um, Kitty Flanagan, I think, was there as well. Yeah, and um, great. 
they they did their, their their numbers and they were hilarious. And at the I used to have blonde hair. And Pete Hellier, if those of you don't know Peter Hellier, Aussie comedian, has got very thin blonde hair as well. So they got up at the end and did like a bit of a Q and A, and they invited us up on stage too. They're just the, the three or four of us that did like a, and they were trying to, we were trying to heckle each other. And uh-huh. Pete looks at me and goes, "So Mitch, I said yeah, Pete." I'm thinking to myself, "Oh fuck, I'm about to be roasted here." He goes, "So how good's your career, or whatever that you rock up here randomly on a night, doing some stand up, and then, you know, and then just having a good old time? What do you do? What's your normal job, mate?" I said, "Well." Currently, I'm unemployed and I'm up here to, to have a good time because I just moved here and everyone's laughing. I said, now, Pete, how's your career going from the absolute high of hives and rove live and skit, skit house and all that stuff to performing in some <laughs> performing in some diet yeah. bar in, in Edinburgh? And to make matters worse, you look like an older bloated version of me. You're fucking blimp. Now, you tell me the peaks of someone's career and you tell me who's going well champion. Not, he had nothing to say. He fucking lost it in laughter. And oh, that's so good. Even Kitty goes, Oh, take that, Pete, you fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> and it was cool because oh. at the end, uh, everyone was giggling. And we sat down and he came over to me, bought me a pint, and we chatted for about 20 minutes. There's a photo of it on Facebook oh, somewhere. Awesome. So I got to roast Pete Hellier, and it was Pete awesome. He said, Mate, you, you, you got me. Well done. <laughs> yeah. And he was a champion bloke, oh. eh? like terrific about it. Yeah. And that's about sure really. That's about my only other comedy story. Um, but it was good fun, like that live atmosphere and it's like going to battle. Yeah. You just, yeah. No, I like that. That's a really good story. Pete yeah. earlier. Jesus. Oof. So what, have, so, oh, sorry, I keep tangenting off. I should have been a math teacher. There's no, tangents no. everywhere. So what, so after you toured, you did US, you did LA, Vegas. Are there yeah, any, any other like gigs over the years Why, that have stood out to you that have been amazing? I ended up doing the Melbourne International Comedy Festival with um, two of my mates. That's awesome. They were like, let's let's just do 20 minutes each and we'll just bang it out. And I'm like, done. So like, all right, cool. Can you just chip in a third of insurance, venue, licensing, posters? And I'm like, yeah, no problems. And we come out even worse than what we were thinking. But yeah. I'd do it again for the same loss. We, we sold out our first show. And it was amazing knowing that we had a sold-out Melbourne International Comedy Festival show. There's one for we the bucket list. That's on unreal. That's awesome. Oh, mate, it was the best. And then, then we end up doing okay for the rest of the night. And we had we had someone from the Beat magazine come out and uh, do it was their review. And happened to be the night that we sold fuck all tickets. To, I think there was like four people in the crowd and one of them was another mate of ours. <laughs> oh, so no. I, I've, I've inboxed, I, I've inboxed the mate on, hey, can you really handle us? We've got, got a writer here <laughs> reviewing and he just goes, you're going to fucking die. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> but no, it was good. It was a good night and he ended up giving us four stars because he just liked our, all three of our materials and, and it was really, really good. So I... I've kept that magazine and I framed it, just our poster, all of us signing it. And I'm like, this is the grand final for me. There is no origin. There's no representing Australia. This is the grand final for me. I'm happy to to be known or just to not, not even go further with a comedy career. Or I'm happy to be at this level because I've done that. That was one of my goals when I first started was to have a sold out show, but to, to sell it out in one of the largest festivals in the world. I have just overachieved and, Gone further than I should have. Who says? By whose standards? My standards. Oh, well, if you're exceeding your own standards, just, then fuck yeah. Yeah, I'll take that then. Thank you, Mitch. 
That's right. I, I, I was started in Parramatta, which is Western Sydney, and on a Monday night seven years ago to go, hey, you, you performed in Hollywood, Vegas, Melbourne, all across Sydney, a few gigs in Melbourne. You know, you've done it. Like you've you've reached not 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 my pinnacle, but just you reached the the your personal best. And and I'm like, you know what, I did. I'm quite happy with that. So you content, you're further? content with things right now. Yeah, absolutely. Let me let me put you something know, to you. Every week. Yep. You've you've uh, performed in Melbourne, Hollywood, Vegas, Western Sydney so far. Yeah. We've just come out of a, a pandemic. You've had another show. What about like going forward? Is there more shows coming up as well? I just did one uh, this month and at uh, the Gosford Comedy, uh, Gosford Golf Club. How was it? So, that was good. It was a side out, side out show. Me, other other comedians, um, sold sold out at 120. So it was really good, a really good atmosphere. A lot of oldies, a lot of youngies. So it was good to do crowd work with those people, like everyone. Just to get the heads up, and you know, because of the lockdown, there's not but not many people, you know, going out and understand that you know Kim and Kanye broke up and all that shit. So it was good. It was really good to do, really good to get that confidence back. And because I hadn't done it in a while, was COVID and footy, and just just couldn't be fucked to be honest. <laughs> Fair enough. So, what do you think is the winning equation to come up with new material and to keep going forward, like? What would you think is the secret to, quote unquote, staying relevant? Staying relevant? I have no idea because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not relevant. I, I'm just a hack who, who, you know, might tweet a joke here and there, or Facebook a joke, or comment a joke on somebody's status. But I, I just, I just like to be again and just make up, make my friends and family laugh. That's and all I've ever. Random people when I get booked. Yeah, sweet. Oh, <laughs> well, is there? So, is there anything? In the atmosphere coming up anytime soon, or do we have to wait a little bit? Uh, you're gonna have to wait a little bit to be honest, because I don't know. But I would love to do another comedy festival with my best mates, mm. love to do that. Uh, I'd love to do the Sydney Fringe and Sydney Comedy Festival, I'd love to do all those. I reckon, I reckon if I start writing new material and really put my finger out, I could really, really enjoy it the next couple of years. Oh, well, then if you do get a chance, we're all. I'd like to come see you do a gig. Um, personally, I couldn't yeah. get up there last time due to I just got a new job, so my roster was changed, unfortunately. But I was set to yeah. come up there that weekend. I'm sorry I didn't make it. Um, no, all good. I think I think two of your guests have already seen me live: uh, Solzy and, and Andy. Yeah, so and after Andy's, Andy saw Andy saw me like really, really early in my career, so it was just hacked. And then Solzy <laughs> saw me at my absolute best, and and I didn't heard it that night. <laughs> and, yeah, I was just like, yeah, that's how I roll. You can tell everybody in the tour group. Yeah, Timmy, one of the best. Yeah, that's like I'm just gonna put my nine inches on the floor and just walk out like a fucking legend, eh? Oh, we measure from the tip to the bottle, right? <laughs> oh dear, my <laughs> gooch is nothing but disappointment. That's a bombshell in there. <laughs> Looks like Baghdad. Like <laughs> 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 oh, oh. Jesus. Oh, that's I not like Al-Qaeda. It. It's just our outsider. Don't want to go anywhere near that shit. Fuck off, you dirty-looking cunt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my material is horrible. looks like a fucking cunt. That's how bad my asshole looks. What do you mean? It looks like a cunt. <laughs> oh, it's got, it's got more shells than bloody Baghdad feeding him. Uh, <laughs> is there an all-time joke that you've told that absolutely bombed? Like, do you remember some of the material that you go that you look at these days going, oh no, 
I cringe at that. Yeah. Yeah, I do actually. The hey. one joke that I wrote, and it's just so hacky, and I just refuse to do it. And I haven't done it in close to six and a half years. Was um, I, I caught my, I got caught fingering my girlfriend on a period, so I got caught red-handed. <laughs> and I'm just like, even now, I just got goosebumps. Going, Ugh, you're a hack. How did you find that? Why did you find that funny? That's up. So. I'm just a supportive friend. That, that's all. <laughs> that's nah, that's no, up there. I'm sure. I'm sure people out there are laughing. You know, some people are just like, "Oh, what a hack!" That's I'm up. more towards being with like, "You're a hack." That's up there with the whole yeah. like, "Oh, my girlfriend's on a period." Well, you know what they say: when the river turns red, take the muddy trail instead, Mitchy boy. <laughs> yeah, who said that in the 1940s? Oh, <laughs> yeah, attention, attention, everyone! Is it a handsome person right now? I don't know, but I think I heard it somewhere at a bush pub somewhere. And I, you just the things you hear. I've heard some ridiculous quotes while I've been out here as well. Like, yeah. So half the people I work with are like farm workers and, and like, you know, good, like, well, well, good hearted people just with no cares in the world. And mm. um, at my current work, you can't smoke, but there's vapors everywhere. So seeing <sighs> these blokes rock up in their Akubra hard hats with vapes hanging out of their mouth, it's like looking. I don't even know. It's like, what? what is this? This juxtaposition of farm boy meets hipster. You're a farmster and whatever. And like, yeah, yeah Mitch. Yeah. So the, look, some of the people out here are as rough as my butt cheeks. I said, what do you mean? You got a nice looking ass. Oh, fuck off. It's rough. Have a go at it. And then I got mooned. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then Jeez, you talk- are you sure these guys are just selling you what the, what the <laughs> situation is or are they just hitting on you, Mitch? I don't know, but either way, it was it was nice to be valued. But and it's funny, like you've got so-called country boys that will have a sixty thousand dollar Ranger or Hilux or something. And we went camping the other week, and we had to get firewood. Oh no, I'm not putting any wood in the back of my new Ute. What are you talking about? <laughs> the bloke who had the little piece of shit i thirty me, we put wood in the back of my car. <laughs> Uh, is is this really what happened or are you just free-riding Brokeback Mountain? Well, at Mount Conombolis out here, it does get cold. No, it did happen. <laughs> it did. <laughs> did you get cold and did you get wet? All for the wrong reason. Oof. <laughs> Oof. I'm just, I'm realizing as I'm telling this story, it's quite disappointing. Now let's get back to talking to Tim, you dickhead Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually enjoying this. This is awesome. Yeah. Well, have you done any, like, a lot of podcasts or a lot of, like, Video stuff. Have you ever thought about filming? Oh, apart from your I own fans, what about your um? What it's about just one joke. Well? Of, my only fans has one joke of me doing comedy because I posted a video on it because I thought it'd be funny, and it was just uh, my opening joke, and and I've just got like one like. Like, <laughs> well, that Thank one you, person, random whore. That one. I love person, you. That one person out there has enjoyed your like and probably hasn't contributed to your only fans. Because <laughs> nah, my only fans is free. I, I don't feel. The, I don't feel privileged enough to charge, you know, some of the some of the people who charge whatever prices they do. So I'm just like, yeah. I just posted one video. That's all I needed, just to have my name on it. You know, when when uh, when I can do a joke on stage about it, and just go, hey, you can follow me at Tim at Tim Comedian. <laughs> yeah, you can. I've spoken to actually on this show. I've spoken to some sex workers and sexologists and stuff, and one of them mm-hmm. is uh, from out here. Her name it was only a few months ago. Um, her name will come back to me, uh, Zoe Star, and she's a OnlyFans producer, podcaster, all that stuff. And she was yep. saying that, like, you know, in the arts, like OnlyFans, it's an industry where they need help as well. It's like, well, I never really thought about it that way. Like, they're just 
they're people trying to support their families and stuff as well. And she yeah. had an interesting story. Uh, she was a, a medical doctor and now she's a sex worker and stuff. And she had the tagline, I used to treat the sick. Now I get paid to ride the dick. I lost it in laughter, wow. but apparently that was offensive <laughs> and that never made the show. But um, why? I don't know. I thought that line was gold. And, but yeah, I think it was gold. But yeah, she, um, she, yeah, we had a good chat about like content creation and this day and age of NF- NFTs mm. and fucking online transactions and shit. Like that's where the future's going. But anyway, so yeah, it's been interesting. Um, the whole online thing. And I spoke to another guest. Her name was Miss Honey Anal. And uh, I think I follow her on Twitter. We were on. <laughs> she, um, she had some, quite some interesting story because they're adult workers as well and talking yeah. about highlighting the importance of consent and all this and that. So I don't know how we got on this tangent. But yeah, but no, this yeah. is awesome because I've got a story to follow. This is awesome. Oh, well, for those of you out there who are interested in learning more about the sex industry, episode 43 and 56, I believe they are. Um, and you get to hear oh, about, I'm going to download those. <laughs> you get to hear stories about how I've disappointed a few women out there. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a slow ride. I'll tell you <laughs> looking forward. Okay. So when you, geez, on the Segway King. Today, oh, no, 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 no. no. No, no, we're not going on a segue. I'm going to tell you my story about the sex worker. All right, let's hear it. I had a sex worker turn up to one of my gigs in, in the Melbourne Comedy Festival. But because she followed me on Twitter, we became friends. So she's turned up to one of my gigs and sat next to Holly. And she's sitting there laughing at all our jokes and eating a halal snack pack that she snuck into the comedy room. <laughs> so I was like, you are the best ever. And then a day later, she's like, Hey, did you bring your laptop? I'm like, yeah, why? Because I, I type all my material. And she goes, do you have a recorder? I'm like, yeah, I do. I brought my podcast. And she goes, do you want to do one? I'm like, yes, I do. And I've never, pub- I've never published it because there's a few things we need to edit, but I love talking to sex workers. Sex oh, you should. Workers. You should. We should like, I can oh, help man. you with that. I can edit it and shit. Oh, so, yeah. So, because there's a few names that she's just like, hit me up afterwards. Going, oh, no, I'm going to, you mind if we delete that? So yeah, no problem. And I was just sitting on my computer, just doing fucking nothing. So yeah, I I will send you some links on that emails, whatnot. Yeah, we can. I can organise that, and then you could put that out on your socials and stuff, and people can get an insight as to the life of Timmy McIntyre. Yeah, the hacky guy. This <laughs> is <laughs> a hotel with a with a with a um, adult sex worker with his fiance just producing podcasts. <laughs> I just thought of a title for it. Yeah. Ha- having a crack at being a hack. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, that's the title of your autobiography. No, that's going to be my new French show. My crack at having at been a hack. A Mitch Kelly story. Yeah. <laughs> Featuring Tim McIntyre. <laughs> uh, Finn. So what, uh, what, what like has the rest of the year got on for you? What do you and Holly have planned? Do you have any trips coming up? Do you want, you said you wanted to get back into comedy. What's next for you guys? I don't know what's next because we just had a just had a um, very unfortunate uh, thing last week that's really put a handbrake on everything. So with that, don't know. Might have to. I don't know what we're going to do. But that, that's the one thing I do love about it is we never know, and we always come out having fun. Well, shout outs to Holly. You know, sound like yeah. you're. A, I've never met her. I don't even know what she looks like, but she sounds like an incredible lady. Um, oh man, I'm always punching above my weight. That's it. Well, I, so I was having a, a talk to one of the blokes at work and he's like, Mitch, you, say, you know, the greatest Australian dream is to earn your own home. Technically, yeah. He's like, nah, it's fucking bullshit. Every man wants to punch above their weight. I'm like, you know what? That's true. Yeah, that is the Australian dream. 
I assume it might be the same for ladies as well. I don't know, but stereotypically, like I would. Well, I think that. I think women just want guys who just won't cheat on them. <laughs> that's, that's just my theory. <laughs> because every, every ex girlfriend I've had always hated when I cheated on them. So it's <laughs> <weird>. again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I um I've never done that. I've had it happen to me, and it sucked. Like there was yeah. a girl I used to date in my very early twenties, and um she was uh, she she claimed that she was had broken up with the the ex boyfriend. I'm like, okay, cool, this is alright. She was a mate's older sister and hot as, and I went on the the train from Cardiff into Newey. about a twenty minute train ride. Twenty two year old Mitchie's like, let's go, yay! So I got to King Street Hotel, and then I, I find her, buy a drink, and she. Her and I start dancing that great night. And we started seeing each other. And then she confessed that she was pregnant. I said, okay, but every time her and I did the deed, I bagged up. And how, how far she was along from her scan, she, uh, I, so I did what anyone, any confused 22, 23 year old would do. I went to my mum. The mum married her. <laughs> no, no, I did not do that. Whew, thank fuck I didn't do that. And she, <laughs> she um, so mum goes, well, when you started talking to her and seeing her, do the math. And it, we, it was off by about four weeks. So, by that she said you're entitled to a test tell her that you know you're not going to be there for her for the kid if it's she said it was yours or she just no she 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 said it was mine and she was pregnant and um and i just thought fuck what do i do so we met in a coffee shop uh after i said i want a test she lost the shit and started blaming me and abusing me so i bought left and then and then after maybe guilt struck in, maybe she was scared. I don't know. I don't know the fine intricacies of it. But she confessed that she never stopped seeing the ex. And that was, in fact, yeah. his. Turns out that they were trying to get me to pay for the termination. It's just absolutely Ooh. fucked with my head. Um, oh, that's relationship goals right there. Oh, so, yeah, I, I won't name it because I'm not about that. But no. that was that fucked my head up, to be honest. And, was it um, Stacey? Hey? Was it Stacey? No, but a mum had it going on. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, yeah right. um, but needless to say that, what yeah, that, story. so that I haven't got, I think I opened up about that one on the first or second episode, but so yeah. I've never cheated on anyone because the way it made me feel was about as small as it could get. Like, so I just, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a fan of it personally. Jeez, okay. you're telling funny oh, things. I'm not either. But I can I can joke about it because I, I've been the reciprocal on both ends. Um, I think I think the worst it is it is a you know punching a gut feeling. I, I can only imagine with your situation, it's so fucking raw, so I, wrong as well. Like it's you know I I understand like I can't. Sorry, what I mean by that is I can't truly grasp what it'd be like from the perspective of a woman. I can only empathise. From the perspective of a man, that's what I mean. Just to know that, like, this is gonna, it's, this isn't misogyny. This is just my opinion. Like, I didn't have an, like a say in the matter, and I was powerless to do anything. Huh? Like, you know, it's yes, it's I put myself in that situation by sleeping with her. I get it, but it was just, yeah. it was just a, a, a bit of pill to swallow. So if that's misogynistic, I do yeah. apologize. But um, well, I, I, I was in the same bar a couple of years ago, long before I met Holly. Mm-hmm. I hooked up with a woman, and she's, and we were on and off. Just hooking up. And then one night we watched Ginger Freeze and then she's like, I don't, I think I think I love you. And I'm like, I thought we were just having sex. This is really, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to lead you on or anything. And then she just punched me right in the eye. I was like, okay. Wow. All right, look, I'm just going to put my pants on and I'm going to leave. And she hits me again. 
And all I'm thinking was, she's going to have me t- charge for it, you know, just for this incident because she can prove that she's self-defense or whatever. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to leave. And then she's screaming outside a window going, you'll never be as funny as Jim Jeffries. <laughs> wow. Which is, which is probably the most hopeful thing about that noise. <laughs> and, wow. and then, right, then the next day she sent me a message going, oh, I'm real sorry. You know, we should, we should see each other again. And I'm like, look, I think we should just, you know, leave it. You know, we should never see each other again. But so she's she never, she has never spoken to me since. And I'm like, all right, sweet. I'm in the clear. So I told Jim Jeffries that story one night when I caught up with him in uh, Emmore, out at the Emmore in uh, Newtown. Yeah, right. And I told him, I told him that story. And he just turns and looks at his missus and he's going, see, even this can't get fucked because of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, Jesus, Jim. <laughs> Wow, I don't mean to laugh at your story, but his abruptness. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, no, he's straight up because I'm like, yes, yeah, black guy, you fuck face. I'm like, no, good. So, no, it was, it was a good laugh. <laughs> like, you know, eight, nine years later, we can laugh about it. But, geez, oh, yeah, like, it was a long walk home. Well, real talk, like, you in, you know, even some of the funniest men out there struggle with inner demons. Like, look at Robin Williams, for fuck's sake, like, you know, yeah. I know, like, just call me gravity. I've just brought this standard right down. I apologize, but like, no, 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 let's do it. for me, like, it's it's something that should be spoken about. So, you know, I reckon anyone who has the strength to tell tell stories like that and to share, whether regardless of their gender, it's not weak to speak. Like, and you know, the power of hindsight, you can giggle at it, but at the time, if you're struggling, reach out. Like, no one is. Yeah, a, no, we're not. Well, it's, it's perfect. It's very easy for for everyone to go. Oh, you can just speak up. And- it is tough for anyone to speak up because I remember years ago that I was, you know, was in a lonely place and all I did was binge watch uh, Scrubs. So we, you that's, can uh, ask me anything about Scrubs and I will nail it. That's uh, that's good therapy right there. Well, you know, you know, for those of you out there who were still listening to this, one, thank you. And two, like Tim and I sort of, we met through the Tour Nation page, as I mentioned, shout out to that group. And our mutual lover Scrubs, I noticed that, you remember the fake doctor's real friends. I'm like, oh, my, my God, I've done that too. And like, oh, humble brag, I was on the show and I wore a Scrubs on your national yeah. television. But um, yes. like, yeah, I don't know. I just, that's what, that's how friendships are formed. So and for me, Scrubs got me out of uh, a lot of weird times in my late teens, early 20s through that. I binge watched it too. And yeah, like, same. it was around the same time, late teens, early 20s. Sort of circa maybe 2011, 2010, thereabouts. The show finished up around then too, I think. So, yeah, same. But like, yeah, no, that, that was around the same time. Jesus. So I think, yeah, it's important. So if you're out there, if this has triggered anything, there are mobs like Beyond Blue or the Black Dog Institute that you can call. I'll put a link in the bio, but define yourself. Um, there's also Man Cave. Man Cave are uh, doing it. They're, they're a sponsor for the Mounties Football Club. Yeah, well, shout out to Man Cave. Listen and, yeah, Man Cave. I'll uh, put a link to Man Cave down the bottom as well. But like, you know, if you're out there, you know, if you're still battling through COVID, I know technically we're on the downward slope, you would hope now, but you know, I've found doing this, um, I've got faith back at the gym now and uh, Tim's got his comedy and you know, you've got scrubs and other outlets too, I'd imagine. So it's important to have a balance, you know, real yeah. talk. I think it is. And no, it's really good to have that balance because you need it. Everyone needs an outlet, whether it be gym just binge watching TV shows or just screaming at a pillow, whatever you need to do, just do it. Just don't do anything silly. Yeah. Because one of the quotes I heard, so I spoke to a, now he's not a male rights activist, but what he's effectively trying to do is get 
resources available for men in the US in the mental health space. Now, this baller used to date Oprah. His name's Jack Kemmer. And he took, so one of his, the story goes, one of his friends was a, Matt was a, like a, he was a scientist in the mental health field. And he was in the eighties before Oprah was Oprah. She, he went on her local county talk show and he was there to talk about like mental health in men and this and that. And they made him look like a joke. Like he wasn't there to speak about. So Oprah kept firing questions at him that made him look like a dunce. And this guy left the set. He had the shits. He told Jack about it. And years later, uh, he, um, he, he was doing a, a talk at a, uh, like a basketball game, local basketball game there. And I think it was Denver anyways. So he got chatting to her just after the game or something. And he said, look, I'll take you out sometime if you can. She's like, yeah, sure. So they went out a few times and on their third date, he took her to a talk he was doing on men's health and he didn't tell her this. So he just, he got there and said, look, sit at the back and, you know, you got drinks and stuff. So no one can see you because she was still a local celeb. And then he delivered a speech on embarrassing men and like men's mental health and suicide rates and stuff. And she was, she, she sat there and took in every word. And uh, yeah, afterwards they're like, yeah, I, I had no idea. And he said, well, my friend was embarrassed on your show. She goes, oh no, was that such and such? He said, yeah. So just be careful, you know, men have feelings too. And I think that was a, a baller move to take Oprah Winfrey to a talk he did. I oh, know, yeah. I hear that story and go, fuck yeah, you're a legend. Yeah. Oh, that's a really impressive story. I'm, I'm yeah. glad you did it because... You know, it's got you talking about it. It's going to have me talking about it tomorrow and the next week and further on. And yeah, like, yeah. So as I said, I'll post some links for some um, uh, mental health places in the bio. But yeah, Timmy, I, I'm really enjoying talking to you, man. So, um, but thanks for letting uh-huh. us go over that stuff. It's my, it's my pleasure, honestly. And if is there like, if is there a bucket list moment that you'd like to tick off? You know, is there somewhere that you want to play or? Uh, so someone that you haven't seen live, what's next? What do you want to achieve in the comedy industry next? Uh, geez, love to do the Adelaide Fringe, Sydney Fringe, Sydney Comedy, and the Anora. Those are, those are all my bucket lists. I just, I've already asked you that, haven't I? My brain is foggy yeah. ass. No, 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 not at all. You, you're like, that's the next goal, and that's my bucket list is the next goal. The Grand Mecca. Yeah. That's sweet. That's that's the goal. No. That's, that's one, yeah. Yeah, nice. I, I hope to see you do that as well. I, I wish you nothing but Thanks. nothing but success. And, you know, we'll wrap things up shortly, but if, if there's even one person listening to this who hasn't yet taken the step to chase their dreams, like what's, what's some, a piece of advice that you would give to someone out there who might be thinking about taking a step into one of their passions? What could you say to them? Oh, man. I, what am I, I, I recently quit my job. And started a new career in, in sales. And I never thought I'd be good at it, but it turns out I am. So I watched the movie The Internship. You, you ever seen it, Mitch? It's on great movie. Great movie. It's so underrated on how great it is. And I see I see those movies and just be inspired. And, you know, if it if it inspires you to it, man, like you know, it's easy for someone like Joe Rogan who who has you know hundreds of millions of dollars to tell people, nah, just quit your job and do comedy. Where I'm like, I don't want anyone to quit the job, but I'd like to see someone have an outlet to do comedy as, as start start anything off as a hobby, then build it into a career. Like, like you're, you're doing the podcast as a hobby and your goal is to do um, FM radio. Is it FM or AM radio? doesn't matter. I'll do it with radio. I'll do it with yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. start off as a hobby, get the passion behind it and then move forward into whatever you wish to do. 
that that's my my opinion and i always tell people you know you just have fun doing it as well don't take yeah. it too serious that's right and one of the guests i've had on said he said mitch there are two types of people at the end of their life at a funeral on the day of their funeral he said number one people have an open casket they're wearing a suit and they look presentable for all their loved ones number two there are those who have had a life and they put their body through hell battered and bruised caskets closed but people can say he lived his life and for me that's the way i want to go because for one i'm not pretty to begin with and two like oh, I, you're pretty man don't, don't you worry stop it i look like a human table right now so like that's why i'm getting turned off <laughs> i'll let you hit your wagon to the one i'm dragging you know what i'm saying <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, I Jeez. hope Holly didn't hear that. <laughs> nah, she's flicking a bee next door. And uh, that is the introduction of uh, Timmy's OnlyFans. Oh, getting the poly with Holly. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, oh, fuck. Where were we? Yeah. So <laughs> don't count the moments. Make the moments count. This is a message brought to you from the brain of Mitch Kelly. And I'm looking up at the distance like I've just achieved victory. And then I realize this is an audio medium. So come back to earth, you dickhead. <laughs> oh, good. Because I've been doing virtual high fives all fucking day. Cyber five. Cyber five. Send. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a Scubs reference for anyone who knows. There you go. Oh, and I will be appearing on, I don't know if you still listen to Fake Doctors, but there's a, so the, the, the this podcast is 2X Scrubs actors who play Turk and JD rewatch the show and review it so there's a, scr- a podcast called the rewatch show with a rewatch show so they rewatch the this this the so they rewatch the podcast of the rewatch of the show and then they review said podcast i'm being a guest on them with them tomorrow morning oh, yeah that's awesome man yeah. and um yeah so they've been on this show actually if you go back about four or five weeks uh they were very funny the guys and i'm appearing on theirs yeah. and um yeah i don't know just little cheeky cheeky spoilers for coming out and yeah, it's been great. So I feel like a big hack for on those stories. You know what? You're not a hack. You're on track, my friend. Keep going. Oh, oh I love the pun. Oh, it is. It, so I've got three gifts. One, talking shit. Two, coming up with puns. Yep. And three, yep. just having a very, very shiny shaved head. That's pretty much all I'm good at. Jeez. One's probably being a hack, milking the hackness and talking about the hackness. Oh. What if I can't believe you haven't called yourself a good swimmer, Grant Hackett? I don't know. <laughs> that, that was too clever, even for me. <laughs> that was a multi layered shit cunt joke. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm the shit cunt. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, mate, and you, but you make it look handsome. So, you know, Stop it. I say, yeah, you know, a lot, but just wanted to say thanks for coming on the show today, man. And I'm sorry if I've seemed a little bit slow with my answers. I'm still, brain's still catching up with me, but. Oh, man, don't, don't you apologize, man. You keep doing it. Yeah. Oh, I will in about 15 minutes. My brain's still going along, but um, yeah, so just want to say thanks for coming on the show. If there's any of your fans that are listening to this, is there anything you'd like to say to your friends or fans or family or anyone? Yep. Go fuck yourself. Okay, cool. <laughs> this message is brought <laughs> no. to you by Diet Coke. <laughs> Dripped with drip with Mentos because it just made a fucking shit mess everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> With zero calories. Nah, zero calories. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I love it. Oh, at least uh, have fresh I breath. I want to thank everyone who. Sorry? At least you'll have fresh, fresh breath. breath. Yeah. Oh, I used to send um, selfies to Solzy on Snapchat. Yeah. Because I bought the um, the body wash, the minty one. Yeah. You've got those different flavored ones. And I sent him the minty one. I'm like, geez, this one tickles my asshole. 
<laughs> and for for months, I just kept sending him naked selfies with the fucking shower gel in the shower. <laughs> oh, I gotta do that again for him. <laughs> oh fuck! I hope he listens to this. <laughs> oh, he will, and he's just gonna come out and he fuck off there and do that. <laughs> nah, so Solzy's one of the best, man. I'm telling you. I've had. Uh, I, think, yeah. I think everyone, everyone from the twelve you've got on the show is spot on, except for Andy. That <laughs> I've actually got another twelve guest coming on after the podcast tomorrow. Who? It's so you're not allowed to name drop. Yes, he's. You know, it's weird. I don't want you now. You know, I'm not going to do it on, on the because I've actually met him. Mm. He's uh, turned up into one of the tour um, events, and he is one of the best. Yeah, well, he's uh, poor bug is uh, recovering from a broken leg, I think, at the minute. So we're not going to we yeah. can't go over too much because of his no, that's, position. Yeah. But he's going, he's opening up about some of the stories and some of the stresses that go with it. So there should be a good story in there. So Hell yeah, that'll be on next week's episode, ladies and gentlemen. If you're still listening. Thank you very much. Yes. And uh, Solzy, um, just, mate, you got about 25 seconds, then you go and uh, belt yourself stupid. How good. So thanks for coming yeah, on, I Timmy. Do. I appreciate your time today, mate. And uh, Thank you. And I'll catch you on the socials. For anyone who... Yeah, definitely. If anyone who's enjoying uh, Timmy's chat, where can they find you on the socials and how can they get in touch with you? And they, they can find me on any social media at Tim Comedian, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, OnlyFans, uh, LinkedIn, um, TikTok. It's all the same. Sweet. I'll keep, I'll put a link of everything in the bio as well. And once again, mm-hmm. everyone, I encourage you all, if it's triggered anything, please use the free resources in your own country in Australia. It's Beyond Blue, Black Dog Institute. It's all, that's the man shared. It's all those. So um, yeah. for everyone out there, yeah, even, even, even worse comes to worse, hit us up, man. Oh, just, always. Even if it's just someone to yell at, man, just just give us a call. We'll be happy to be the the other side of the phone call. Yeah, I've always invited everyone. Like, give the spiel at the end, just like Nate does. You know, anyone who wants to share a story and get in touch, you know, Life's Mitch podcast, Insta, Facebook, TikTok, and all that. You know, anywhere you find them, and or even even email me as well. Share your story if you want to come on share your story i don't care if you're famous or just a guy having a crack at some diy project in the shed whatever this is the podcast for everyone everyone has a story and i'd meet the entire human race if i could and um if you want to give us a review feel free to do that too on apple or spotify or whatever anyways thank you everyone for listening um sorry about the coronavirus and i'll catch you on the next one bye for now